Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady on. It is late now in Italy where she lives. It's Brie A. Dale, or Brie Dale. She's a correspondent, the Rome correspondent for The Daily Wire. Brie, how are you? Good to see you. Good evening from Rome. Great to, to meet you finally face-to-face, Joe. Yeah, we've been talking to each other. We've been friends for a long time on, on social media, on X, and it is nice to, to see you. I've heard you, and of course I've seen you because of your great reports, but I hear you in these spaces and you do a great job in there. Um, I, I just have to ask you, I, I'm sure you still have people here in the United States. Um, if you know our perspective here, how different can the perspective be when you're in Italy knowing that the Middle East is so much closer to you? Well, it's a great question. Um, The Italians are very aware of the situation. And historically, because if you take a look at the Roman Empire, uh, the Roman Empire has been very involved in the Middle East. um, And we've seen how uh, the results of that have uh, meant the the reshaping of the Western world. Um, And so the Italians are very aware. Uh, They are also very concerned about the open border, so much so that they uh, voted in one of the most what you could consider far right candidates into um, becoming the prime minister, Georgia Maloney. Um, and and sadly, uh, it does seem that uh, they are quite disappointed uh, so far with Georgia Maloney's um, kind of backtracking on her, her platform, which was originally very hard lined in uh, in the case of against the EU pressure on Italy to take uh, undocumented uh, migrants into the country. So th- this is this is certainly something that they are aware of. And of course, the Italians are very good um, allies to the United States. Uh, yeah. In fact, one of the, the carrier strike groups prior to moving over towards uh, Israel were working on joint operations with the Italian Navy. Joe. You know, it's very interesting perspective because I know the pride that Italians have in Italy. I'm Italian. You might be able to tell by Pagarulo is my last name. <laughs> and, and I've been there and, and uh, just a very prideful people. And that's awesome. We don't ever have a problem by we, I mean, Italians, uh, Americans, the Western society doesn't have a problem helping people out at, provided they want to acclimate. And they want to become part of this culture now that they're joining. But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing multiculturalism fail on a massive level. And to that point, Lampedusa recently, I did a video that went you know, a couple of million views because people couldn't believe the boatloads of people coming from Africa straight to Italy and Italy somehow accepting them with a prime minister, as you said, in Georgia Maloney, that basically ran on the fact that I love Italy, national pride for Italy, and we're not going to accept a bunch of people coming here illegally because they just want to show up on the shores. So what made that change? Is there something that made her change that she had to go against what she campaigned on? Right. Well, of course, the EU is very, it has a, a lot of pressure on Italy, especially because COVID-19 brought with it a real pressure on their economic um, situation. Italians uh, in, in throughout Italy are very much dependent on the tourist industry and also the wine industry. Right. And, and, and of course, that that went a nosedive when um, COVID hit. And so the Italians took money from the EU to help subsidize. And with that came pressures within the EU in the 2030 project. But I think there's also something uh, to be said as well. Um, You mentioned that the Italians are very open um, in bringing in people. Italians are very open. In fact, they're very much involved with um, NGO and uh, humanitarian aid uh, throughout the world. They're very physically involved with it. And and, uh, in fact, FAO, the food um, organization uh, associated with the U.N., 
It has one of its main headquarters in Rome. And so, yeah, the, the Italians are very much involved in in um, social work. Uh, however, um, what we've seen here is a crossover and a manipulation of that, um, you know, that that drive to want to help uh, out outside it, it, the Italian borders and into this this idea of open borders. And Joe, one other thing that I think people are not aware of, Matteo Salvini, who was kind of pegged as the Trump of Italy uh, right. during his time as the internal um he was in charge of internal uh, affairs within the, in um, Italy. He was uh, his his main job when he was in in charge was also focusing on the ports and the borders. And he closed the ports to these NGO ships that uh, many of them are German that are picking up um, Africans, people from um, North Africa, Middle East, undocumented who have been in Dow's trying to get to Italy and bringing them to Italy. Uh, he closed the ports to them and, in fact, is facing charges now of kidnapping. He is in court for that right now wow. um, for doing his job. Jeff. I was talking to somebody recently, uh, Simona Magianti Papadopoulos, who is from Italy. Uh, she and I are friends. I had her on the show. She said that at one point, either Georgia Maloney or some somebody else, and maybe you can correct me if I get this wrong, was talking about destroying these boats that are being used from Africa to come here. This may be the same story that you're talking about, but she That's said Mateo. Mm-hmm. Well, well, she said that they were they were um, actually bought and paid for by George Soros. Is that true? Well, it would be it would not be surprising that um, Soros and others uh, uh, who push this type of thing um, would be involved with that. In, in fact, I think in um, in in the the court case with um, Matteo Salvini, okay. uh, a famous uh, Hollywood actor uh, has been called to testify against him. So, yeah, it's very much kangaroo court uh, in Italy with regards to this. And again, Matteo Salvini even though you might you know, be on the left and consider him hard line, he was doing his job and protecting his ports. So, As well he should. It's so weird that, that the Western world can't do it. By the way, it's Brie A. Dale. Uh, Brie Dale, uh, D-A-I-L is her last name. First is B-R-E-E. Go to brieadale.substack.com. That's the whole thing. You, you do have the A in there, right? Yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> brieadale.substack.com. What I don't understand is yesterday, King Abdullah can come out of Jordan. And he can say, not one refugee. We're not taking any. Egypt's not taking any. Egypt and Jordan didn't want the Palestinians back in the day. That's why Israel was controlling the land. Land for peace was supposed to be the deal in 2005. That wasn't true. But why is it, from the Italian perspective, if you don't mind, Bree, why is it that he can say, and Egypt can say, and fill in the blank, other Middle Eastern country can say, we're not taking any of them. But for some reason, Italy has to, or the United States has to. Biden's now talking about bringing some some here, some Palestinians here. Why is that? Right again, it's the emotional draw and and seeing uh, the civilians um, in in Gaza um, being manipulated by Hamas. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, the Palestinians in Gaza did elect their government and their government is a terrorist organization Hamas. Right. It is worldwide recognized terrorist organization. And so, um, yes, there are civilians in, in case uh, we, we discussed um, in one of our spaces, uh, the Cardinal, uh, the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, um, Cardinal Pizzaballa, he uh, said that there is a 
about a little less than a thousand Christians in Gaza. Uh, and we do know that the Palestinian Arabs who really, um, the, the Christians who've had their roots uh, since the time Jesus walked on the earth, I mean, that's how old this church is. Right. Um, those who have families in um, Hamas-controlled areas, uh, such as in Nazareth, have been losing their homes. They've been kicked out of their homes by the um, the Palestinian Arabs um, in who who are engaged with, who are who are Muslim and who are engaged with uh, Hamas. So it's Christians are caught in the middle, and civilians are caught in the middle. But um, you know, when you when you uh, when you elect a, a terrorist organization and they they commit atrocities in a sovereign nation, um, you can't just expect that there's not going to be a response. Coming to us from Italy, it's Bree Dale. She's a great reporter, a Rome correspondent for the Daily Wire. Again, breeadale.substack.com. Go there and follow her there. Let me ask you about, just briefly on the history. I know the Roman Empire owned that land. I know the Ottoman Empire owned that land. I know that the British Empire owned that land. In fact, I think it was only called Palestine, a territory in the British Empire. It's never been a country. There was never a country called Palestine. There was a Philistine, biblically, but I don't even think that's the same people. I think we're dealing with Egyptians and Jordanians here in modern-day Gaza. Why is it that that people like Rashida Tlaib here and others around the globe are now marching in support of Hamas, in support of what would be Palestine, when it's literally never existed? It ha- It's had a chance to exist. When Bill Clinton offered them 97% of what they wanted, they said right. no. Every time there's a two-state solution, they always say no. How can so many millions of people, Bree, help me understand, be so wrong about the history of that one little sliver of land? Right. So first off, um, the Emperor Hadrian, when Hadrian went in and and really conquered Jerusalem after the the uprising, the Jewish uprising, uh, we could see that actually when you come to Rome, Hadrian Hadrian's column has this where they're war- marching away with um, with the candelabra, the the menorah of right. the uh, the temple. Um, you know, when you see that and he conquered that, he was the one to kind of create the, the term Palestina. So that that idea of Palestine, it was never a state. It was just a region that he renamed it in order to kind of disperse uh, the Jews throughout the world, which he did uh, after the uprising. So I, I think that that is where I think a lot of people kind of cling to to say that, oh, well, the land was was vacated and, and we were the ones who were left. Um, however, comma, that's not enough. Uh, history shows that Israel was always recognized as Israel. We see it in scripture, um, and it's definitely recognized by all three religions. And, I, and I, it was always right there. That's right, not a new it place. Right it was there. always geographically there. Right, right. And so I think uh, where you start to see the manipulation um, by certain um, certain politicians uh, of the narrative of some kind of state. And in fact, I would say, uh, even in here in the Vatican, you know, I cover the Vatican uh, extensively. The The Secretary of State uh, just the other day went to visit the, quote, embassy of Palestine, where he discussed his, uh, and, and Pope Francis, as he, uh, he, he spoke about Pope Francis's uh, real concern for uh, those who have been taken by Hamas, uh, the hostages, and, and condemned that, and he also condemned the continued war. But he said that he was 
hoping that there would be a resolution from the government of the state of Palestine. And I did have to uh, respond to the Secretary of State and said, uh, how do you how do you recognize a state that that does not historically or internationally recognize as existing? And um, how do you, again, dialogue with uh, uh, Hamas, whose own tenants say, and uh, not the destruction, not only the destruction of Israel, but they want to kill the Jews. They want to eradicate the Jews. This is internationally worldwide. Right. So it's it's very difficult uh, to, for a logical, reasonable person to to really come to grasp on some of these politicians. And also, Joe, you know, what's really interesting is the history. Uh, you, you, you mentioned Arafat walking away from the two party or the two state system. You know, Arafat was the nephew of the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem and the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, the last one, uh, was in bed with the Nazis. Yeah, this is historical. This is documented. He met many times with Hitler. He cooperated with Himmler. And he was the one, he actually visited um, death camps and encouraged the Nazis on their fi final solution. He wanted the eradication of the Jews to go faster, Joe. So, I mean, this is documented. This is, I, I, and I put yeah, but it You on realize you're not allowed media. to report that, right? You're not allowed to report that because the Palestinians are just the oppressed people and Israel is occupied, not even Israel, the Zionists. The Zionists are occupying, and and they they, they are uh, in in fact apartheid, just like South Africa used to be. Uh, Bree, thank you for telling the the people watching and listening that part of it because they don't know that part of it. Um, Israel, arguably, twenty six hundred to four thousand years ago, existed on that land in that place. Islam's only been around six this since six hundred A.D. So right. it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense that you can make any sort of Islamic claim to that land, knowing the vast history of Israel. Uh, it's Bree Dale, uh, Bree Dale. Sorry, go to breeadale dot com is her website. Uh, let me ask you about you mentioned him, Cardinal Pizzaballa. I, I have to know if, if this is real, right? He literally said, "I will give you my life if you do something for me." What did he do? So you know he he wants to and he's offered Hamas his own person now this you have to understand the significance of this it's not just a, you know a christian leader offering his life this is just words he is the latin patriarch of jerusalem the first patriarch of jerusalem was saint james the lesser the apostle the brother wow. of saint john mm. right so this is how far back this particular C goes. And here this man is who just was made cardinal like two weeks ago. And uh, he's been in Israel. He's been in the Holy Land for decades. He understands the situation. In fact, I interviewed him prior to him making that statement. I interviewed him where he uh, reiterated the need for Israel and uh, the Arab nations to come to understanding and living with one another but saying very much and pushing back on the Vatican and saying it is way too soon to be talking about dialogue and especially with Hamas, a militant organization that seeks to rape and kill children. You know, he's like, you can't have dialogue with this. And so he pushed back quite a bit uh, yeah. on, on the Vatican statements. And then to offer himself the next day, uh, he, he made a statement um, he offered himself for the return of the hostages that placed Hamas's PR spin machine on a tizzy. They didn't know how to respond with it right. because, you know, like to accept that would be a massive 
um, international scandal. And to deny that would show that they aren't willing to 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 negotiate at all. And they're using they're hiding behind hostages. So it, it certainly shows. And he he, he is I, I, I want to make it very clear, very much on the side of the angels. He is um, pragmatic and he's forthright. He was not, um, you know, parsing words and, and doing a PR spin. He meant what he, he meant said. It. Yeah, no, that, that's amazing. I appreciate you telling the story. Bree Dale, she's coming to us from uh, Rome, Italy. Uh, one last question, if, if you don't mind. And thanks for the time. Let's do this again very sure. soon. Um, I, I, I need to know, where is the populace of Italy on this? I'm guessing because the Vatican's there and because Israel's the promised land and, and the, the tie of, of Judaism and Christianity is, is forever and it's going to continue. I'm guessing they're on Israel's side. But then again, we see shots of people in the streets of Rome that are protesting for Palestine. Where are the people of Italy on this? Right. We have leftists. We have people on the right. Um, many on the right are very focused on internal issues and are what you would consider like a nationalist. They they love their country. They want their country first. Uh, those on the left, many of them are involved with NGOs. Many of them are involved in uh, communists. Um, very, very strong communist party here. Wow. Um, and and uh, they have been involved with uh, the Palestinian student movement here. And in fact, Joe, when they were um, protesting last Friday in the streets here, they uh, they tried to uh, divert from their allotted path. And the Italian um, police and military pushed back very hard. Good. You could see some of those videos. So I, I, I want to make it clear the Italians will broker no violence against women and children. Yeah, and if good. that happens in, in Italy, they will they will be very quick to respond, Joe. Rome correspondent uh, for the Daily Wire. Go follow her everywhere. Brie A. Dale. It's B-R-E-E-A-D-A-I-L. Also go to her substack, breeadale.substack.com. Brie, thanks for coming on. I know that it's late at night there. Let's do it again soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We can. All right. We appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. We appreciate Bree coming on again. It's B-R-E-E-A-D-A-I-L over on X or Twitter. She's a reporter for the uh, Daily Wire based in Rome and gives us the um, the update on exactly what's going on there from that perspective of the Middle East and more. Uh, we got to go. That is uh, Sam. That's Carrie. That's Polo. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Great night. We'll talk to you then. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.